Howdy, and welcome to PowerPlex HTX, part of the Ingressive Voices podcast and a division of Nylok LLC. With over 7 million people covering a land area larger than the state of New Jersey, the greater Houston region is a multi-dynamic, multi-ethnic, and very powerful set of communities. And while it's great that we have news coverage that is focused very clearly on our largest city, the city of Houston, there's so much else going on within the greater Houston region that deserves to be covered and deserves to be discussed within our local news. Forget about that metroplex to the north with Dallas, Fort Worth, and other cities up there. As of today, in the Ingressive Voices realm, the greater Houston region is now known as the Powerplex HTX. So we're going to devote some time to cover news and views just within that area and try to focus more on areas outside of just the city of Houston. With that, let's get to it. It's been a challenging year across the country and across the state, and the PowerPlex is no exception. Just one look at the still growing food bank lines is an indication that we've had a tough time. But some big news and big help is on the way. And here's more on the story from Dylan McGinnis of the Houston Chronicle. Houston and Harris County, are teaming up to launch a $159 million relief program for area tenants struggling to make rent. The largest local investment in housing aid to date, made possible by the stimulus package Congress approved late last year. Some details of the county and city program were not yet finalized, although the county on Tuesday did approve contracts with nonprofits Baker Ripley and Catholic Charities. The city also did so this week. Any resident of Harris County can apply through the city of Houston and the county's joint program. And residents in other counties and across the state can already apply through texasrentrelief.com. The county program hopes to have a website set up for applications within a week. Applications for the statewide program open on Monday, February 15th, and are due by February 28th, so be sure to apply if you need help in these challenging times. So that's discussing our rental relief options. So within Houston and Harris County, they are running a joint program that would be eligible for any resident of Harris County. It's being set up now, but it's going to be $159 million that can be used for anybody that needs help with rent at the moment. And then if you live outside of Harris County, the state has a $1 billion program called Texas Rent Relief. It already has the website up and they start accepting applications on Monday, February the 15th. And applications close, very important, applications close for the statewide program on February 28th. So you've got a very short period of time if you need to take advantage of those resources. I don't know the closing dates yet of the the joint Houston and Harris County program, 
But if you live outside of Harris County, be sure to take advantage of the state program ASAP. Be ready to sign up on Monday on the website. The challenges definitely hit the powerplex, and nowhere is that more evident than jobs in the oil and gas industry. Here's more on that from Andreas Exerhias with RigZone. According to the Texas Independent Producers and Royalty Owners Association, latest State of Energy report, the U.S. oil and gas industry employed 902,223 professionals in 2020. That represented a net decline of 160,323 direct jobs compared to 2019, according to the report, which highlighted, highlighted that last year marked an end to two years of consecutive employment growth for the U.S. oil and natural gas sector. There was said to be 359,410 direct U.S. upstream sector jobs last year, which marked a net decline of 112,348 jobs compared to 2019. Yes, you heard that correctly. A ton of job losses devastated the oil and gas industry in 2020, which means these losses actually occurred under the Trump administration, even though lots of Texas politicians and particularly our state senators would have you believe that, you know, uh, President Biden is the one that's causing all of these job losses, but these jobs were flooding away from the oil and gas sector long before our new president took office. So just so you're aware of that. Uh, contrary to the messages delivered, delivered by many politicians on the campaign trial, Texas workers from oil and gas sectors stand to benefit greatly from a large federal investment in renewable energy because the energy sector has already begun making these shifts. So it's so important to understand that even though there's a massive change happening right now in within the energy landscape and it's going away from oil and gas, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that there will not be any jobs in the future. It's just that those jobs are changing from ONG to renewable energies. But companies in oil and gas, I mean, anybody listening to this that is part of those companies knows that those companies have been making those shifts for a long time. They have been making the divestment from oil and gas into renewable energy. Shell just this week announced a major divestment and they're going in, into fully renewable route. They're going to start cutting their oil production entirely. So this is not uh, a surprise to anybody um, that these jobs are changing and shifting right now. But it's something that is very scary to people. But hopefully with the new presidential administration, we're going to have more tools to be able to handle those changes and those adjustments. So it's not a surprise. I mean, during COVID-19, lots of people have been in that position. They're having to change careers or change uh, focus of what they do. But it is, a, it is a tough time. But what we have to do is we have to stand together and we have to be ready for what is ahead. So all of that to say, we've had a lot of folks across the PowerPlex that have, that have lost jobs this year that are planning a career change. But keep your head up, PowerPlex, because there is hope yet. 
the new administration and new Congress are working hard to deliver uh, the tools that we need to make these job changes. Meanwhile, in Montgomery County, there's more promising news on the COVID front, as Ben Thompson of Community Impact Newspapers reports. And here's the report from him. Following a mid-January peak, Montgomery County's daily active COVID-19 case count has continued to fall and reached its lowest level in nearly two months, February 9th, according to data from the Montgomery County Public Health District. Following a slight uptick over the weekend, the number of active COVID-19 cases in the county fell to 5,177 on February 9th, the lowest total recorded since December 11th, and less than half of the county's record 10,774 active cases recorded January 14th. Alongside confirmed active cases, the health district also listed 17,002 cases as inactive as of February 9th, meaning they were unable to be contacted within 30 days of their initial positive test. So this is very good news in terms of the trend lines. Even as the positive number of cases begin to decline though, Montgomery County, like the rest of the powerplex, is far from out of the danger zone. Hospitalizations in the area are still on the rise, but the drop in cases may provide a critical window for residents to try and get vaccinated as soon as possible. Finally today, the deadline for the Pasadena City Council uh, is fast approaching if you'd like to run for office. In the coming May 1st election, Pasadena citizens will be choosing an entirely new slate of offices for local government, including elections for mayor and all city council positions. Oh, the deadline to file is actually February the 12th, so be sure to get those applications in if you're interested in running for office on the Pasadena City Council. And so that's some of our local news across the Powerplex. I'm sure there's much, much more, and we'll be looking into covering it. Uh, we're going to get this started with a hashtag on Twitter. So if you do hashtag PowerplexHTX, P-O-W-E-R-P-L-E-X-H-T-X, follow that hashtag on Twitter. We haven't set up any uh, Twitter account or email yet, but that is the information source that you can get for the Powerplex. That's also where this new segment will be posted uh, with that hashtag. And it's just so exciting to be able to, to bring a new perspective in our news coverage. You know, there's, there's great people doing great work out there to cover this news. And I think Powerplex is going to be a wonderful venue to be able to showcase the work that they're doing so that we have a, a news source that can help link so many incredible things that are happening across our region. I don't even want to say the greater Houston region anymore. Let's let's start using the term powerplex. I'm going to and if it's just my party that's fine. But, you know, it's it's a it's time to to do some rebranding, I think, of the greater Houston region because we are powerful and and we we have a lot going on. So, powerplex HTX Please be sure you don't have to wait on the, the official email or whatever for that. If you have questions or concerns, let me know. Please let me know about what you think about the new segment or if you have any suggestions for the new segment. I would love to hear them. Uh, you can always email 
ingressivevoices at gmail.com. So that's the email contact. You can tweet at Ingressive Voices. So I-N-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E-V-O-I-C-S. So Voices without the E. Uh, Ingressive Voices on Twitter. So you can always give me feedback there or send me an email, ingressivevoices at gmail.com. I'm going to be working really hard on the PowerPlex segment and uh, working to have more Ingressive Voices uh, podcasts coming up in the future because there's so much news coverage that just needs to be happening, especially for 2021. Um, so thank you so much for listening and thank you for listening to the new segment. If you have any questions or concerns, let me know. And thanks everybody. Have a wonderful day.